0: Welcome to a Capgemini Cloud Podcast. I am your host, Niels Lemons, and I am the Global Portfolio Manager for our Cloud Managed Services within Capgemini. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by Rens Huizinga, who is our Global Offer Lead for Cloud Modernization. Rens, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Niels. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So in this podcast, we'll be covering cloud, DevOps and app modernization. So let's get started. Okay. Rens the First question is, I hear a lot about cloud migration and cloud modernization and many clients who are looking to migrate to cloud are very much overwhelmed by the options that they have to bring their workloads to public cloud. Can you share with us the various options enterprises have at their disposal when they are migrating to public cloud?
1: yeah absolutely there are different models that are uh, available in the market and and normally i refer a bit to the model of Gartner, with uh, with the six R's. um some people said it says said even seven hours so it's it's about retain yeah? of, of course when you start something modernized you can always decide that applications that are old not often used that you retain them then you have have um rehost and redeploy which are actually ha- uh, putting what you have on your on-premise situation into a public cloud uh, without really touching the application. Uh, Then we talk about revise, refactor, and rebuild. So do something with the application to make it more uh, uh, um, ready for the cloud environment and, and adopt the platform that cloud environments give you. And rebuild is often used to break down your monologue and and make it into microservices. And of course, you always have the option to replace it by a SaaS service. And can you maybe,
0: in your experience with clients, share about the evolution you've been seeing with regards to these six or seven models that you see in the market?
1: Yeah, I'm involved in cloud now for about six years. And when we started, uh, lots of customers start with getting rid of their data center. And while doing that, they, they they did a migrate. So only a lift and shift of existing applications and move them to the cloud. Actually, a VM copy type of uh, approach. But nowadays, you see more and more that that brings some value, especially in the, in the costing area. But it doesn't change your application landscape. So more and more customers. Directly from the beginning, after have done some experience with, with cloud and getting used to what it brings, they, they really st- start modernizing from the beginning. And, and and yeah, and often often that is that is linked that is, that is linked to their digital transformation.
0: Okay, what I also uh, hear and see when uh, when talking to clients is that many enterprises take their migration to cloud also as an opportunity to consolidate their IT landscape. What is your view on how cloud can enable this um, need and demand for application rationalization?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Niels. Um, When it comes to migrate and modernize of your application landscape using cloud as a mean, because cloud is not objective in itself, it's it's a mean to do something. And it it really helps you um, uh, to look carefully to to what you have currently in your application uh, estate. Um, and and think carefully through for what type of applications I need the agility that cloud can bring, which functionality is pretty stable. So you can probably even leave it on premise. Um, And what is the business case of doing that? So that that digital transformation, what I mentioned before, so why should you move to the cloud? What is the area that you need agility and speed? Um, But also how can I afford to do that? Uh, that's important so it's 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 not about the first step it's about the roadmap that you take towards the cloud
0: okay uh, so the, and that's also what I see of course the cloud being a a, a huge candy shop uh, with all types of services available but but it sometimes makes me think about the the old days of enterprise architecture in which patterns were centrally mandated but with the cloud with the widespread of cloud uses I see clients being affected by cloud Choice overload. There's so much services you can consume, and if you're not careful, you end up in a situation of sprawl. What is your advice, or how do you suggest clients should best deal with the vast amount of services they can choose from in public cloud?
1: Yeah, that's that. Uh, indeed, it's it should start with 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 an enterprise architecture uh, a, a story, as you as you mentioned. I had a client a couple of years ago that was already experimenting with cloud especially with the saas services of cloud Uh, and it was driven by the business but after three or four years of implementing all kinds of different saas services they end up with a similar spaghetti they had before and the speed that they need uh, for the business was not able to be implemented because of that so so my recommendation is uh, after you have done uh, some experiments with cloud, so you, you understand a bit better uh, what the what what the possibilities are, what the pitfalls are. Uh, then start with a a classic enterprise architecture. Uh, a process in which you define for which capabilities you want to use what type of cloud and what type of cap- capabilities in the cloud, whether you want to go to um, an hybrid or multi cloud situation, and actually then you start your transformation because if you move to the cloud, it's it's not only about technology; it's also about your organization. It's about the people transformation because they, they need to work with, with the cloud technology. It's about the technology choices as I mentioned. Um, DevOps is probably uh, popping up. Um, the decisions on, on whether to use a single cloud vendor and leverage all what the richness of that cloud vendor with the risk of, of a lock-in or go for a hybrid situation, a multi-cloud situation. So all those type of questions can be answered if you do a, a good old-fashioned uh, enterprise architecture process.
0: And what is the, 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 the situation you see at clients when they don't use those type of uh, engagement models and don't assess the capabilities of clouds? What, what, is, the, what is the risk that you can run into?
1: Yeah. At, at the end of the day, at, that, then you have probably a scattered organization. Right? For example, if, if you want to have the agility in your uh, your marketing function, um, uh, and, and you move there to DevOps and you turn a bit from a process-oriented organization to a product-oriented uh, organization, but you leave all the other stuff as it is, then uh, and, and you you probably know it better than me. Niels, being being in in the the maintenance uh, area. Uh, then the maintenance will probably be more expensive than you have thought that through from the beginning absolutely
0: absolutely and 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 you're 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 co- completely correct in in raising it in that respect what what we see within managed services uh, on public cloud is that you need to make very conscious decisions on what type of services you expect to use in in public cloud. What are the the services that fit your organization that fit the patterns of business uses you want you want to support? I often tend to I like to compare public cloud to a uh, to one big candy store. And if you don't put those measures in place around it that you that you mentioned, it's the equivalent of sending in your kit with your credit card into the candy sh- candy shop without uh, without any supervision. And and what I what I experience in that case is that um, clients uh, often end up with uh, a cloud that is completely out of control. All kinds of services, the credit cards are are maxed out, not adhering to any of their enterprise requirements with regard to security compliance policies for their data and data being their gold. It's very important to very to make those conscious decisions on on on, on what cloud to use. So it, it really involves looking at what kind of capabilities do I need within my uh, within my organization.
1: Yeah, exactly. To build on that, we have an example of a customer in in, in France that, that want to migrate about a thousand applications to the cloud, all kind of different ap- applications. Uh, but actually, before doing that, uh, the the project team a joint team between Capgemini and and the client built. Built a reference model for the use of paths. So they divided all the application landscape in seven types of application, and for each type of application, they decide we are going to use these services for it. Uh, and that's that's very smart because that's not not only preventing what you just described, but it also accelerate the speed of the different uh, development teams because they are using a similar set of path services.
0: And, of course, from that you get the synergies of them being able to collaborate, work together, share experiences and get those new capabilities running within the full organisation. That sounds like a really good thing to do. If we're then talking about new capabilities, Renz, if I I can ask you another question. Everybody's talking about serverless nowadays. Uh, containerization is the, is 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 the, I wouldn't say the new kid on the block, but especially the most popular kid on the block. Um, funny thing is that even though it has been around for only five years, we see many job vacancies asking for Kubernetes experience in excess of ten years. So it's in high demand, even if it hasn't been that hasn't been around that long what do you see, what is the role of technology such as serverless technology, containerization, when we're talking about
1: application modernization? Well, that, that, that's a good question. Um, if, if, if we talk about containers, it's, it's often used in two different ways. It's to, to wrap your old application and move it to the cloud. So a bit in the context of the lift and shift, but, but a, a bit smarter. Uh, and of course, if you, if you modernize your application into a microservices, container is the vehicle to run those, those new services in the public cloud. So very popular indeed, um, and, and, it, and it really helps. Serverless is a, a bit of a different thing. Um, uh, f- f- from a, 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 a sky high perspective, you say, "Let's do everything on serverless because and I never have to bother about a, a, a capacity for com- computing storage anymore." But um, it's most of the time, it's a bit more expensive. So you need to carefully look and assess your current application landscape and see for which type of application you need that flexibility that serverless can offer you. Because if you, for example, have a finance function that is stable for for many years, it's much cheaper to order the required storage and compute capacity for three years than using serverless and, and let it let it ramp up, ramp down uh, while you go. So. Um, It it helps to, to bring the speed and the agility into the organization, but still you need to carefully think about when to apply that.
0: That makes uh, that makes perfect sense, Rens. Uh, looking at the the, the current situation, uh, we are recording this podcast both from our houses, and um, due to the uh, the global pandemic that is uh, that is going around. Do you see the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic that is going on having impact on how companies look at their cloud DevOps and application modernization journeys?
1: Uh, y- 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 yes. Yes, and no. Uh, in general, I-, I saw an article this morning on 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 the web. Uh, that Carter predicts that the cloud business is growing very fast. But if you look into that, uh, DAS was a big component of that, so device as a service, um, which I understand uh, because uh, we as Capgemini had a very a very good and solid infrastructure already in place. So we were able to switch to working on, in home in a couple of weeks and, and 95% of our, our employees are working from home. Uh, that is a tendency that companies that hadn't that in place are working on. Also, the cost savings part of moving to cloud is, is interesting, um, we see different customers where they start to get rid of the data center to free up some money and then continue to do some modernization. So uh, COVID has influenced the way of thinking uh, and, and probably the roadmap, but uh, if a CIO was already cloud first in mind, COVID probably have accelerated a couple of things, but does not really influence that
0: that that makes perfect sense a a few moments ago we were discussing around new capabilities and you mentioned um uh, devops in there Uh, all every organization wants to be agile and and working in a in a devops methodology and the terminology seems to be popping up everywhere when we're talking about cloud what do you see is the the role of devops in application modernization
1: Yeah, but but DevOps of secure DevOps is, is of course, very important, uh, especially for those areas where you need the speed and agility. You want to uh, uh, get new functionality online uh, much faster than than before, uh, even talking about weeks. Uh, If you want to develop it like that, you need to have a clear link between the business and, and the IT. The build and also the run, and DevOps is a perfect perfect way of doing that. Um, moving to to DevOps uh, has also a transformation component in that because uh, traditionally lots of organizations are organized around processes. Um, Order to order, order, order to, to delivery, uh, purchase to pay, those type of processes. And while doing DevOps, you have a product owner, so you need to transform your organization towards a product oriented uh, a structure with a product owner and then developers. And then from from a maintenance perspective, you also need to organize it in that way. And and that's also not one size fits all because for for stable functions, your Ops part is probably larger than your DevOps. The, your dev part and and for functionality that needs a, a, a fast modernization and, and and new functionality it's more in balance so um it's not the case that devops is cloud or cloud is devops but but, but you really want to use these the speed that devops can bring then you need to those two capabilities together, and uh, not in the last place because uh, the only way to really get at speed is is automation. Uh, and for automation, you have you need a combination of application, infra, build, and run knowledge in a same team to really uh, uh, design it in a way that is working in 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 real time. No, absolutely that, that makes perfect sense and maybe
0: maybe to add to that what we see in uh, in, in managed services and when we're talking about DevOps teams um, it's funny clients are asking us for can you provide me with a with a dev, DevOps team that will support my application team and indeed then you start having a conversation around yeah but they shouldn't they be more integrated and should we should we be looking at how we can enable your application teams to make use of the infrastructure services that are able on, uh, on that, that are available on public cloud I would say that if you look at it from a transformational perspective that we see that the role of, of managed services is, is changing significantly um, whereas previously you, you, you would used to have a IT department that um, ingested new work and put it on put it into run you see now far more and more that IT departments are providing the uh, the boundaries and the guardrails to the application teams to take full ownership and responsibility for their for their applications and their workloads, and even going as far that the developers have beepers uh, uh, with them so they can be beeped out of bed whenever their application fails at uh, at 2 uh, 2 a.m. And to me, that's the true heart meaning of DevOps. Uh, it isn't
1: DevOps unless the dev has a beeper along with it. Okay, Helen, well, that is smart, and I hope that the business owner also have a beeper, because then you really drives it from a business perspective and not only from a technology perspective. But that's that's indeed for especially for certain functional functional areas the way to go.
0: That that makes makes perfect sense, Rens. It, it seems to be that that application modernization is is a, a very lengthy process. Just out of curiosity, do you think that there's an end to application modernization?
1: No, actually, as long as all the uh, all the public uh, cloud providers are are launching uh, tens and hundreds of new path services uh, every year, that that triggers new ideas for the business and uh, that they want to implement. So uh, it's it's never an ending story. It's never an ending story. I think I think technology uh, really uh, uh, differentiates and drives the way we behave as an individual, uh, but also as companies, and, and opens new markets. So, it, I think it's a continuous process of, of uh, uh, applying innovation and technology into your business, and that that ask for uh, 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 modernization every time. That makes that makes perfect sense, Rens.
0: We've been talking uh, for, for quite some time now. I, I have one final question, uh, if I may ask. Looking at a client who is considering application modernization, what would you advise the client to uh, to take as their next step?
1: Well, I, I think about what we said in the beginning, um, you, you you first need to understand what you have to be able to modernize it. And modernize should be a, a process that is driven by business objectives, business decisions in a business case, the technology is is not the the binding factor anymore. So understand what you have, drive it from a business case, business objective perspective, and do it step by step.
0: That's some very good advice, I would say. Thank you very much, Hans. Thank you, Hans for for sharing some time uh, with us today in uh, explaining uh, the world of cloud DevOps and application modernization. You're welcome. And I hope that our listeners uh, have enjoyed this podcast too. Um, all of our podcasts are online and you can subscribe to them with your uh, with your favorite app. So until then, see you next time. Bye-bye. This is Designing Momentum, a podcast from Capgemini. Designing Momentum is a show about what it takes to build and maintain momentum in business. When the odds are against you, how do you forge your own path? Original ideas very rarely come from looking in the same place as you always look. So in this show, we'll be turning the spotlight in a different direction that you wouldn't necessarily think to look. Hosted by me, Frank Wammers, And with the help of Rachel Burford, International Women's Rugby World Cup winner and experts in emerging technology in sport, we'll be exploring why what goes on in the boardroom isn't so different to what happens on the pitch. Make sure you subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you
1: find your podcasts.